Hey guys, Dr. Greg here. Before we get going on this episode, I wanted to say that it appears sick season is among us. We've had an uptick of upper respiratory infections. A few are COVID, but most are just the good old-fashioned colds or upper respiratory infection, sinus-type stuff. So just a reminder to uh, keep yourself healthy this year. Make sure your vitamin D levels are up. If you have a sauna or access to a sauna, get in it. Um, I do that regularly in the winter and very rarely uh, get sick since I have been doing that despite uh, having a lot of exposure. And also, if you do get sick and you're here locally in the Oklahoma City Mustang area, uh, our clinic offers some IV uh, nutraceuticals now, uh, specifically to boost your immune system, and also IV ozone therapy. You heard me talk about that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, a lot of people think of that as for chronic illnesses, and it is great for that, but also for acute illnesses, it works wonders. So you can check out our uh, website for more information on that, vibrantlifedc.com. And if you do not regularly follow our Facebook page, I would invite you to do that as I'm regularly posting stuff on there um, for health tips and just different things. And you can find that on Facebook at Vibrant Life Direct Care. And hope you guys enjoy the episode. This podcast is for general information only. It is not intended as a substitute for general health care services. If you have medical conditions, you need to see your doctor. Use of this information is at the user's own risk. Welcome to FitRx with Dr. Greg Dennis. Join me as we challenge the standard sick model of healthcare. This is your source for everything health, wellness, prevention, fitness, biohacking, and more. All right, guys, it has been a while since I have talked to anybody about kind of their own personal testimony. And I think that those are sometimes always good to hear about people changing their lives and, you know, doing, um, you know, particular things like what we talk about on here and just hearing about their personal journey. And so uh, my guest today is Michael Just, and he's a local guy who is, is just going to share his story. And, and I think you'll um, really get a lot out of it. Um, Michael has also been um, just very instrumental in getting me a lot of guests on this show that, that you've listened to. Uh, he has really gotten connected in with the, just the low carb community. And I'm sure he'll probably talk about that, but uh, anyway, he has really connected me with a lot of people. And so um, really appreciate that. But uh, and we've been talking about getting him on for a long time, and and we finally got him on. So, uh, Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. Um, it's an honor. I really like the work you do for a lot of people in our community. And uh, the first time I met you and your wife, you know, I was like, these are good people. Whatever I can do to help them out, I'm going to help them out, you know. So, well, I appreciate that. Here. Thank you. Appreciate that. And we appreciate all the help you've given us. And like I said, the connections that, that you've given me. Um, over these last months and a couple of years, I can't believe it's coming on a couple of years since I've been doing this show. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah, uh, time flies. So, well, let's just start from the very beginning. I mean, kind okay. of tell us um, about your personal journey. You can go as in depth as you want. I know you were a pretty heavy fella um, back oh, yeah. in the day. I, I've only seen pictures, and and so um, tell us kind of maybe how you got there, and then what made you want to change, and how that process start you know started. 
Sure. Um, it starts, man. You know, I've been heavy my whole life. And I'm, you know, I'm still heavy. I'm still 245, 250 pounds in my height by BMI, you know, which, you know, that doesn't really carry a bunch of weight, pardon the pun, but I'm still obese or overweight at this point, I guess. Um, but the earliest thing I can remember as a young kid uh, in third grade, my mom started Weight Watchers and put me on it. And I remember doing the little cards, you know, filling out the information. Uh, I remember there was a pizza party one time in school where she called the teacher and she said, Michael is only allowed to eat three pieces of pizza at this pizza party. And I remember the teacher cutting me off, you know. So that was, you know, and before that, I remember being the, you know, always the fattest kid in the room, you know, the heaviest kid at school. Uh, but that's kind of one of one of my first memories of trying to lose weight and diet, you know, and that carried on through, that was like third grade. So all through grade school, um, you know, middle school, high school, I was always the biggest kid. I remember one time, probably in the ninth grade, my mom took me to a doctor in Yukon. Um, we were just there for a doctor's visit and she was like, I'd like to talk to you about, you know, Michael's weight and maybe something we can do to help him lose weight and this and that. And it was, it, it stuck with me ever since then. And this doctor, <laughs> He was an old doctor in a little building there in Main Street, Yukon, and he was overweight <laughs> and he was bald. And one thing he said was, <laughs> he said, he just looked at her and said, well, the next thing you're going to do is ask, your, uh, ask me about uh, solutions for your balding husband, you know, like <laughs> he pretty much said, don't ask me because I'm overweight. I really don't know. So. You know, that, that stuck with me and it was funny, you know, and it, and I, it rings, you know, looking back on it after all these years, like he didn't know, like, why would you be asking him? You know, if he knew he would be skinny, you know, or he wouldn't be overweight. So that um, was one thing. And Nothing wrong with bald, by the way. I just wanted to, you know, throw that out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But, you know, it's like a lot of the healthcare professionals, there's, they're overweight and obese too, you know, they don't, yeah. they don't. They, you know, they're just in there for 10, 15 minutes to see you and write a prescription and right. get you out the door. And that's the sad thing about it. And you, you know that. Sure. So um, what was the, um, you know, so you've been heavy for a long time. What, um, mm -hmm. so when you got into adulthood, like what was the heaviest that you got? The heaviest I've ever been to, up to, I have no idea. I can only guesstimate um, was probably in. 2002, um, 2001, 2002, um, I would have to say I was anywhere from between 550 pounds and 600 pounds. Wow. There's a lot of people that know me today that don't know me, that have no idea I was ever that big. They knew I was, you know, 400 pounds, but they don't know I was ever that big. Um, wow. And that's just a guesstimation because uh, I was working for Southwest Airlines at the time. I remember walking into the building at that time. I would I would walk into the building maybe maybe fifty yards into the building and I would be out of breath. I'd have to go in the bathroom and catch my breath. And you know, I had like I don't know if it was angina or what, but I would have pains in my chest sometimes on really hot days. What that was, I don't ever know. You know I don't know, but I was five hundred and fifty, six hundred pounds and the doctor I was seeing at the time. Uh, with my insurance with Southwest Airlines, 
we were trying to get gastric bypass surgery, trying to get gastric bypass surgery. They wouldn't approve it because, you know, my cholesterol was good. My blood pressure back then was good. My A1C was good. So I obviously needed it. But, you know, we had to we had to work on that. And then they finally approved it one day and I was able to get it, you know. And how, so how old were you at this point? I was 24 years old, maybe. Oh, wow. So you were that young. Was in, so I was born in 76 and I was 2002. So, yeah. So somewhere around 25, 24, bef- 25. Before we, we keep going, so what did you do? So you were a young adult. What did you do during that time? I mean, did you try different diets? What, I oh, mean, I've tried every, I've tried everything, you know? I mean, so uh, even, even before the gastric bypass, like you, you were trying different diets and just nothing oh, worked sure. or was you just, you, were you not motivated to do it or what? I mean, talk about that. You know, the motivation wasn't there. The want was there, but I, you know, the motivation, I don't know really how to explain it. You know, I always wanted to lose the weight, but it was the willpower, all that, you know, they talk about the willpower, you know, some people have a lot stronger willpower than others. Um, They can get through stuff like that. Uh, For me, it was just a struggle, you know, Uh, and it's funny, like back then before the internet, I did try Atkins and I, I lost a little bit of weight on it, but you know, like, they say back then you're, you're going to, you might lose weight, but you're, you're going to be like a healthy or a, a skinny corpse or whatever, you know, that said it will kill you, you know, eating that way will kill you. You know, you're going to die. I'm like, well, being 600 pounds, <laughs> you know, will kill me too, or 550 pounds will kill me too. But there was no way for anybody to vet that, or I like to call it redneck research it on the internet, you know, just kind of, do it on their own they just have to go by what their healthcare professionals were telling them at the time and they were all wanting to avoid it so there was no way for me to like really back it up like look it up and research it and i'm i'm someone that likes to do that i like to go down rabbit holes and you know see what's going on in the world um not conspiracy theory stuff but i really like to get into the weeds on stuff so Mm -hmm. there was nothing there there was nothing there to back it up you know so you would you would get off of it, and there and I really didn't have a uh, like a guideline on how to do it. You know, they, people would just say eat cheese and meat and blah blah blah. But you know, there was a book out. I think he had a book out at that time. It was just a lot of conflicting information from all these different you know sources. So mm-hmm. of course it was it was hard to stick to, and I did stick with it. So. And, you know, I liked all my pizzas and Cheez-Its and all that stuff. So I just went back to it, you know. Sure. Okay. So, so when you were close to 600 pounds, uh, I'm, a, I'm assuming when you were still, you were still getting around, still working? I mean. Yeah, I was working. I mean, I was working at Southwest Airlines as a reservation agent. So, you know, I wasn't very active. I would walk to work or, you know, walk from the car to the inside and sit down, you know. And at that time I would we were able to fly for free. I remember this, I'd always look for like the least booked flights. So I knew, cause I knew I was going to have two seats and a seatbelt extension. Like, mm-hmm. There was no question. There was no way I was fitting in one seat. So right. wow. I would have to search those, but you know, that was a big memory. Um, so you um, ended up going forward with uh, gastric bypass, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so talk about, talk about that, uh, you know, 
process and what that was like and and then the results you got from that so i you know i got it um it's like the ultimate you know calorie restriction diet because your stomach isn't much bigger than a at that point like a small water balloon or you know what an orange or a lemon you know they make it really small um i was successful on it but you know one thing they they said back then is don't eat high uh, glycemic food don't eat don't eat lots of sugar because you'll get dumping you know mm-hmm. so like, couldn't you have told me that before we did this but, right um so uh i got down to maybe three, my goal whenever i had it was to get down to 250 pounds i thought you know that was perfect weight for me i think that would be the perfect weight um i did get down maybe to 300 i think i forget exactly where i got down to so that was in what 2002 and um, it started slowly creeping back started slowly creeping back and um, my stomach stretched out you know and then you know all too well about caloric restriction diets how your metabolism slows down whenever you do that so then it's, it's almost like a double-edged sword at that point everything you gain weight a lot faster because your metabolism is so slow that you know whatever you eat is going to stick with you Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I got down to like 300 pounds. Um, and then I was able to keep a lot of that off over those years because of the, the doctor that did perform the surgery. I would go back to him tell him, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm gaining weight. Are there any options I can do? And he's like, sure. Yeah, we can get you on, uh, phenamine, you know, uh, or whatever the, it's like a mild speed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Appetite suppressant. Yep. Sure. So, you know, I guess I, and I tried that before the gas, but it, it was the fin fin. I think it was Pondaman that was messing mm-hmm. people up, you know, yeah. and I had success on that. Um, but then this is just the stimulant part of it. Uh, so I was, I was able to keep it off with that. And then it, you know, that stuff quits work, quits working after so long. So then it slowly creeps back, slowly creeps back till, uh, it was 2016. At the time, I I, so I think I was probably 415 pounds back oh, to wow. over 400 pounds. So, so you gained a fair amount back, not not the whole thing, sure. but you gained a fair amount back. Yeah. Um, but, you know, where I work, I wear scrubs, or I used to back then. Um, I was in the largest size scrub top I could get. It was a 5X. Hmm. Um, and, you know, it was having issues again and you know by then i'm 40 years old at that point you know i'm on i was on eight medications i was on anxiety medication uh, copd medications three different blood pressure medications taking 800 milligram ibuprofen if not every day you know five days a week you know during work so i was i was taking plenty of medications and i was on a cpap and I just, you know, I thought, well, you know, I'm going to have to have the surgery again because mm. they say, you know, they say if you're that morbidly obese, you know, eventually you will have to have the surgery again. That was always the thing that was told, talked about back then. And that, you know, I was I always thought I was above that and no, I'll never get back up there. You know, I'll, I'll never do that. But I was on the fast track to it, you know. And I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I didn't have any other options. So it was kind of a, 
perfect storm, you know. Um, I was listening to the Adam Carolla podcast, and he would have this guy on there every couple weeks named Vinny, Vinny Tortorich, and he would always talk about, like, he, and he had his own fitness podcast, but I never really listened to it. I never, you know, I'd hear him on there, and he'd be on there for 15 or 20-minute segment. And my doctor that, that I, I still go to her, she said something, my, uh, my triglycerides were really high at that point. Um, 150, I think my A1C was getting, um, you know, high sevens. So she kind of said something like, you know, carbohydrates kind of drive your triglycerides and, you know, watch those carbs. We can kind of work on your A1C before we put you on metformin and insulin because that's where you're headed. And I was like, okay. So, you know, that kind of clicked with me. Um, and then I, I was just like, and then I saw this guy on the internet that had, he, he lost a hundred pounds with the keto diet. And I had no clue what that was like. I was like, what, you know, I kind of knew what low carb was, but I was like, I have no idea what this keto thing is. But I kind of, I kind of started looking into it and I was like, it was really, really confusing, you know? Um, but I knew, I knew he had success with it, but then he started, he, he gained his weight back too. Yeah, so I was, you know, I was listening to Adam Carolla. Um, I found uh, Vinny Tortorich, and uh, I just started, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I didn't know what to do. Like, I was, my options on the table were to have surgery again. I tried Weight Watchers. I tried, you know, working out. It just, it, it wasn't doing it for me uh, personally. So, I was like, well, you know, I don't really have anything to lose. Um, you know, I had two young kids at the time. My son was just born. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm going to be 600 pounds again. I'm going to be in a wheelchair. I might never ever see my kids, you know, graduate from high school. Like, uh, so I was like, and my doctor had mentioned something about, you know, lowering my carbohydrates. But um, so I was like, I started listening to Vinny's podcast um and i listened to it for you know a few good months to before i even really went head first into it just to check it out and you know i was, back then i would just like i'd order a burger and i'd just not eat the bun but i'd still eat my french fries and ketchup and all that stuff and i just one day i was like uh, i'm gonna give this my best go i'm gonna go all you know, his thing is no sugars, no grains, which is a very simplified way to do it. It gets you in ketosis, but you're not chasing your fat grams or protein or tracking anything because I'm a horrible tracker. You know, it was just very simple for me. Um, it just, you know, if I avoid sugars and I avoid grains and everything that come along with those, it'll just get you there. So I was like, well, I'll give it a try. And I just ha started having success with it. And then listening to his podcast, um, I just started looking at this information. You know, you know my profession. Um, there's a Dr. Gary Fetke from New Zealand. He was cutting people's legs off, you know. And where I work, I see people that started off with, you know, one amputation and they're patients for years. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're not just a unit you know, one side that they're left and a right. And, you know, I'm looking at these patients and they're like 160 pounds. They're not morbidly obese. They're not overweight. Um, so I started going down what's causing that, you know, like 
non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and um, what they call tofi, like thin on the outside, fat on the inside. It just started all kind of clicking with me and just reassuring what I was doing is, you know, it makes sense. And man, it's really working for me. And look, I'm getting off. I started slowly getting off medications. Hey, I'm not eating ibuprofen all the time. You know, I'm able to do this. And then it just snowballed. And then, you know, here I am well over five years. You know, I've been doing this for over five years. Uh, But just all that kind of, you know, started clicking with me. Um, And then, you know, going to KetoCon. Yeah, so I was going to ask, so... You've been doing this sure. for five, five years now. So a lot of people say, well, keto isn't sustainable, you know, but, but you've been doing it for a long, long time. And I, and I know you, yeah. we've talked before, and I know this is, this is a way of life for you now. You know, you don't view sure. it as a, as a diet. I mean, this yeah. is just kind of a way of life. So you got, you got back up to 400 pounds. You said you're down now at about 240. Is, uh, is that kind of where you lived or have you been smaller than that or? Um, I did get down to 225. Um, but that, you know, I was working out a lot and lifting heavy weights and stuff. So I'm in the same clothes that I was at 225, but I'm back up to 245. So, you know, is it bone density? Is it, you know, muscle gain? Um, I think I did a scan at your office one time and I mean, had quite a bit of muscle. Um, yeah. Yeah, but you're, all, you're, you know, is that 20, 20 to 25 pounds all muscle gain or is it, you know, like they talk about once you start eating a proper diet, your bone density builds up and your bones yeah. get stronger. So you're going to gain a little bit, get a bit, a little bit of weight also, but I, it's hard for me to get below 245 right now. Yeah. And you're, um, you're a big guy. I mean, you're t- how tall are yeah. you? Six, one, six, two on a good day. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you're a big guy. And I've got a lot of extra skin, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, if you were up to 600 pounds at one point, I can, <laughs> you're going to have a lot of extra to get in there. So, so you've been doing keto for five years. Talk about mm-hmm. what you've learned over the years and maybe, uh, you know, what has changed for you as, uh, just in your own kind of evolution and understanding about this diet. I just, it's really opened my eyes to listening to my body and see how I react to things. Like I tell people, you know, I'll eat a, I'll eat a, and it, it, like you said, it's, it's a way of life. It's not a diet. So I'll have a, I'll have fruit every once in a while. I'll have a piece of chocolate and I'll, I'll eat bread or cake, but I'll eat a piece of candy long before I eat those just because all the hormonal effects that has on you for several days afterwards compared to that chocolate, that's going to spike your insulin and go away. You know, the evolution of it is like, I don't know. I, there's things that like transition foods, like fake keto foods that, you know, like almond flour, stuff like that. I used to be able to eat those, but the further along I got and the further away I got from those, because those would cause me to slip back and get off track. So the more I avoided those, the better off I've been. Um, and those are now I'll eat those as a treat every very rarely. But I'll, you know, that's kind of like a, a cheat day for me or a crustless pizza is a cheat day for me now because it's just because it's low carb. It's not as low carb where I need to be to feel as good as I do and maintain as, you know, maintain my weight. 
Um, so I will eat those things, but just not very often. I hope mm-hmm. that answered your question. Yeah. Um, so, well, I, I know you've, correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, you've kind of played around with kind of going more strict carnivore, or, or have you mm-hmm. ever done that, or have you always just been kind of more yeah. traditional keto? I've, so. No, um, actually, and I didn't do it just because I wanted to lose more weight or anything. I just, so I've probably been carnivore. Um, and I say that I'm probably 95% because I'll eat broccoli every once in a while. I'll eat sweet potatoes. So I say I'm about 95% carnivore. Um, I feel my best on that. I, I'm, my mind is clearest on that. My joints, you know, from 40 years of being overweight and everything, I can really feel it whenever I slip back. So I feel best on that. And for me, that's, you know, I don't have to think about anything. It's just a, it's on cruise control at that. Then whenever I do that, I don't have to watch certain things. So I mm-hmm. feel best eating red meat, uh, pork. I limit my pork and chicken. Um, I, it's just not as satiating to me as red meat, but red meat and eggs is biggest part of my diet right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, so like I said, I was on eight medications. I'm off all those eight medications, but there for a while, man, I could not get off the last, I was taking one and a half. I forget the last two blood pressure medicines I was taking. I could not, I couldn't just get it down, you know, and I was still low carb. I was probably keto then, you know, um, no sugar, no grains, but I could just not shake those last two medicines. And so I was like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to try carnivore, you know, and I did it. And I would like, my doctor was like, well, just kind of watch your body. You know, if uh, anything happens, you know, let us know. And I, I really didn't know what she was talking about, but I just stood up. There was like a week where I'd just stand up in the evening and I would just like almost go black and faint. And it was my blood pressure was so low on those medications. I, I called her and told her, she's like, yeah, throw them away. Just, you know, if you need them again, just check your blood pressure every day and we'll see where you're at. And I haven't, that was a little over three years ago. I haven't had a, I haven't had one medication since then. Hmm. That's great. Um, yeah. And it is a lot, like I gave blood the other day and my blood pressure was 125 over 76 or something oh wow yeah that's great and that was after i walked all the way across the parking lot and got there you know so so talk about you know you you really got into um this lifestyle and and so you've met a lot of people along the way and as i mentioned in the intro you know you have introduced me to um several guests that i've had on the show and and so just just talk about you know, kind of being in this community and how, how you've, you know, met some of these people. Man, I met a lot of them in 2019, right before COVID at uh, keto con. I think a couple of weeks later is when I met you and your wife. Uh, but I, you know, I, I had talked to Vinny several times on the phone before that, but I finally got to meet him. I got to meet uh, Sean Baker, uh, Peter Ballastat, uh, Robert Sykes was there. Have you? I don't. Have you had him on your show, the Keto Savage? I don't, I don't think. So. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I just um, 
Matter of fact, uh, I'm releasing it this week. It's fun, funny you say oh, that. Okay. So I've I've yeah, interviewed I've interviewed right. him and and I'm I'm releasing okay. uh, releasing him this week. So yeah, uh, uh, Danny and Mora Vega. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm sure. There's, uh, yeah. There's uh, all the people, and you know they're great people, and they you know some of them do have companies, and they do have a you know a, a vested interest in it, but most of them are just out there to help people. You know, yeah. and and like you know like i said i talk to them all the time and not all the time but i'll message them and they'll message me right back i've never bought one single thing from those people you know i've got them hooked up with you on podcasts and i think you've been on their podcast mm -hmm. they're not out to you know they're just out to help people it's not like they're in the game to make money you know they're they're in the game to help people so it's been yeah. and you go to those conventions and you learn so much stuff and you just network with other people that have similar issues to you you know and you can network with them and learn from them and they learn from you. It's just been really cool. Yeah. So you have, you have, uh, again, made this a lifestyle. You've been very successful at this even after the bypass, when you said you got back up to 400 pounds, I mean, you've lost close to what, 160. Yeah. I, so plus. the, the highest I recorded I got before I did it and, uh, was, 385 or 86 pounds and i got down to 225 and that was in december of 2019 i believe so that's i, I just go off that just because i don't i'm sure i was over 415 or over 400 maybe 415 420 mm -hmm. um but you know i would take diet pills or um get me down. So I remember going into the doctor and that day it was 386 pounds. And that's the last, that's the highest we had recorded for that. So that, that's all I attribute to it. And that's, you know, I don't ever attribute the weight loss from, you know, 550 plus to where I'm at now to low carb or ketogenic or no sugar, no grains. I only attribute the, what I can show on paper and prove to people just because yeah. You know, well, I was ashamed. A lot of people, like I said, you know, a lot of people didn't know that I had that surgery. Um, even people that I work with, because I was kind of ashamed about it. You know, like I, I think I, you know, I, I was like, well, I kind of cheated to do that. So, yeah. you know, I never really brought it up. Right. Well, knowing what you know now and what you've done with keto and how successful you've been, do you ever wish you could go back and just just do that very strict rather than the surgery or do you think you would have got to the same place um i don't think i'd be here today if i didn't have the surgery but look you know looking back if i could go back to then knowing what i know now like you said absolutely i wouldn't do the surgery because i have issues and you know like um with my vitamin d i have to really <laughs> keep on track of my vitamin d for absorption i have to, to do um, injectable B12 because I don't absorb B12, you know, because of the way it reroutes your plumbing. Um, mm -hmm. So I have, you know, there are vitamin deficiencies that I have because of that surgery that I have to stay on top of that by taking, you know, supplements and stuff like, you know, vitamin and uh, vitamin D, calcium, B12. Um, I just have to keep I have to stay on track because my body's not absorbing it like other people. So um, do I say, I wish I would have never had the surgery. 
no, because I, I, like I said, I probably wouldn't be here today, but I think it helped me get to where I am. Um, but looking back, obviously, you know, I would have done it naturally. Um, but like I say, you know, I've, uh, I didn't do it all, you know, 300 pounds or whatever it was total where, you know, 325, 350, whatever the total is. Cause I'll never know. Um, I, I, I never say that I lost it all with that, but I do say that I've kept it all off with that because I would be back there now probably. So. Right. Yeah. sounds like you were headed that direction. Yeah. So what is your advice for people listening who are interested in maybe starting a keto diet who maybe have a lot of weight to lose, or maybe they have toyed with keto, but just can't quite stick with it. What advice would you give people? Just find, find your information from one person. Um, whether it be, you know, Vinny Tortorich on the internet or any doctor, you know, there's lots of doctors or the, you know, Ken Berry. Oh, I've met him there. Um, there's just find your information from one source because, you know, it, it can be confusing. You'll get on the internet, Google keto, and you'll have 25 different articles telling you to do this, telling you to do that, you know? So just find one person, stick with them for a while and try it out. That way you're not getting confused. That way you're not like, Oh, I can have this drink and oh, I need to be having fat bombs all day because, you know, if you're having fat bombs all day, you're not going to eat up any stored fat. You know, you might not be as achy as you were or anything like that, but you, you know, it, it can be really confusing. And that, I think that's what turns people off. Yeah. Um, there's so many, so much information coming out of, at it coming to them from different sources and it's just overwhelming and they're like oh i i you know i can't do this and that i think that's where what happens you know people try it for a couple of weeks like oh i didn't lose any weight um well were your clothes fitting any different you know because you'll notice that before you start dropping pounds your clothes will start being looser your you know your back won't hurt your knees feel a little better so um, just and and find someone that's had success with it. It might not be a doctor, you know. Find someone that's had, had success with it and ask them, you know. Lean on them. Let, you know, they can hold you accountable, um, and they can tell you what worked for them and what didn't work for them. Yeah. So just for sure, yeah. And I'll put a little shameless plug in here for our clinic. I mean, uh, we sure. we can help people, you know. We and then we've done that along this journey, help them get started and, um, you know, answer questions for them as, as they go. And so that's, uh, certainly something that, um, that we do, you know, at our clinic. Yeah. Very nice. Um, and well, I've, thanks- I've seen some of his patients results, you know, through, we've done support groups at the community center there in Mustang. So I've seen some of your patients results. Uh, so definitely a reach out to them. It's they're doing a great service in our little community. I appreciate, appreciate that. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Um, I always like hearing from people, especially who have lost such a significant amount of weight. I mean, my God, two grown men, you know, from the time you (laughs) started this. So, uh, and you've, you've obviously done very, very well and you've, you've stuck with it. And so I just, 
I'm always yeah, like, and I, earlier you asked me like, what was my motivation or whatever, you know, you just kind of find your why. And I had two young kids and I, you know, my knees were hurting all day long. And had I not done what I've done, I wouldn't be coaching my son's football team. I wouldn't be riding my bicycle all over Mustang, uh, riding my bike to practice in a hundred degree weather and riding at home um, for football practice. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be doing the things I'm doing today, you know? So that was my motivation. I wanted to see my kids grow up. I wanted to be able to go fishing with them and hiking and not get worn out, you know, cause I saw my dad my whole life, you know, he would like sit in his recliner, you know, I mean, he did get out, but I didn't want to be that guy. That's why I don't even uh, like, I don't own a recliner today for that reason, because I don't want that comfort in my house, you know, mm. Interesting. I, I keep it out of my house. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, just a side note to bring back up. Yeah, no, that's very good. Yeah, and I think that's very important to find your why and and you know write it. It down. was my kids. Yeah, yeah. Stick yeah. it on your stick it in the house somewhere so you see it. You know, this is my why. Remind yourself all the time. This is why I'm doing this. So yeah. Oh, you know, like I said, um, I'm, I'm off eight medications. I've just recently in the last several months, got off my CPAP and I just kind of used it as a security blanket. And uh, I was just, I was encouraged one time by, hey, have you tried not sleeping with it? And I was like, well, no, it helps me fall asleep and I like it. And then I just like, one day I just quit using it. And, you know, I don't snore. I don't wrestle in bed or anything like that. So it's it's sitting in the closet. And that was back in March, you know, I used to lug that thing on vacation. I've been on two vacations since then and pack lightly because I don't have to drag that thing around. And uh, I had a, you know, for the whole saturated fat and cholesterol thing, like my numbers are perfect. I'll show them to anybody at any time. And then I've had a a CAC on my heart um, where they say, you know, I think I scored a 19 several years ago, which isn't horrible, but they, they said, well, we just don't want it to progress anymore. We can't reverse it. You know, once that buildup's in your heart, it's there, but let's not get it, let's not let it get any worse. Um, so that was a 19 I scored. And I think the last time I had it scored on the same machine was a 13. Hmm. So it is reversing. Yeah, that's right. That's great. And I've had it done twice, you know, to confirm that it was reversing. So. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thanks again for sharing your story. Um, as we wrap up here, uh, as you know, I always ask my guest if they could give us one health tip that would make us healthier today. What would you say to that? My biggest thing is just, and I, I post about it all the time, like eat real food. Like don't, if it comes in a package other than like if it's been saran wrapped somewhere and freshly made right then, don't eat it, you know, shop on the outside of the store, just eat real food, like one to two, three ingredient foods, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and if doing that, you can really listen to your body and see how other things affect you. So if you just stick to eating real food stuff that you could produce on your own, whether it be raising a cow, having chickens, growing good cruciferous vegetables, um, that you could do it. That's really, I think that's the optimal human diet. So just try to stick with those. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic advice. And that's, 
right up there on my top as well. The, you know, I tell people yeah. every day in clinic, eat, eat real food. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, well, okay. Well, you want to throw out, are you on, you said you're on Instagram or what Facebook or do you, what, what, oh, what yeah, but it's, they want to follow you. Just, what, what are you on? Uh, and I don't really post anything like groundbreaking or anything. There's a lot, you know, better other, uh, resources. So I don't, I don't really have a social media presence mm -hmm. other than like Facebook. Um, gotcha. My, I, I did a TikTok video with my dog and it has 5.7 million views. So are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> oh, how funny. So like, so she's got a better following on uh, social media than I do. So that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. Well, uh, but no, um, but um, like I said, I'm in Mustang, Oklahoma City area, and I've done all this and learned from people, and it hasn't cost me a, th a dime. So I feel it in my heart to pay it forward. So if anybody ever wants to reach out to me, um, you, they can find me through you, uh, and I'll, I'm glad to help. Yeah, for sure. We we'll appreciate so, that. So, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for taking the time to visit with us and I appreciate everyone listening and um, we will talk to you next time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to fit RX. I invite you to share this with friends and family. If you would like, you can check out our website at vibrantlifedc.com or you can email me at drgreg at vibrantlifedc.com.